Let me turn to Anand Menon now, Professor of European Politics at King's College London. There are 751 seats overall in the European Parliament, aren't there? 27 mm-hmm. other countries involved in these elections. So give us a sense of what we're expecting across Europe and what to look for this evening. Well, firstly, what we already think we know is that turnout is high, significantly higher than it was last time. It's about 51% they're reckoning now compared to 40, just under 43% in 2014. Uh, so people have been motivated to go out and vote. Obviously, there's a patchwork because you're dealing with 27 countries. So in Luxembourg, voting is compulsory. In Belgium, they've got regional and federal elections anyway, so there'll be a high turnout. So it, it's it's patchy, but it seems to have been uh, relatively good in terms of turnout, and that's something the European Union worries about. And then, of course, there are the big messages to look for, what's happening to the two big blocks that traditionally run things in the European Parliament, the Socialists and the European People's Party. This looks like being the first time ever that they slip below 50%, so they will need to work with others to get their legislative agenda through. Then the big question is who they work with. And so far, we've only got estimates to deal with at the moment. It looks like the Liberals, and particularly the Greens, are performing very strongly. The Liberals, because, of course, they're very boosted by uh, President Macron's party in the European Parliament. And even though they're not a formal grouping, they're going to work together. Uh, and the Greens have shot people in countries ranging from Germany to Finland to Ireland so far and seem to be the big winners at this point. The final thing, of course, that everyone's been talking about is the far right, how well they do. The rise uh, of populist nationalists. Yeah. Uh, and here... So far, I mean, we haven't got crucial countries such as Italy as yet. Uh, In France, it looks like Marine Le Pen won, uh, just from President Macron. But to make make them an effective group in the European Parliament, they've got to score successes elsewhere as well. And so far, results indicate in Germany they haven't done all that well, though the uh, alternative for Deutschland have done relatively well in their strongholds. They've pushed the CDU into second place in some of those East European states where they traditionally do well. And how might these results impact on the Brexit process and the negotiations that will have to take place between the European Parliament and the Commission, the the new Commission President, of course, who will be elected later this year? Well, in two probable ways and one possible way. The two probable ways are it will determine the choice of Commission President and the lack of a majority for the big two parties and the European People's Party Uh, weakening in this election means that the chance of their chosen candidate winning, I think, has gone down. And there's a possibility, for instance, that Michel Barnier, who people in this country are familiar with from the Brexit talks, might be a good outside bet to be the Commission president, which will impact on us because, of course, he will maintain the same approach to Brexit as he himself has taken during the talks. The the second thing we're saying very, very quickly is, if, as looks likely, this European Parliament is more polarised and more fragmented, it might be a Parliament that is slightly more allergic to free trade and therefore slightly harder to persuade to sign up to trade deals. 